Hey, this is Sebastian for the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I'm joined by... Hey, this is Britta. Um, I'm the singer in the band Cripper from Germany. I'm here in Hanover. Follow me, Kill, was released at the end of last year. How pleased are you with the feedback from fans and media so far? Oh, I can tell you, we're extremely pleased um, with the feedback we've gotten so far. I mean, um, for us, it was kind of like we... We wrote the album in a completely different way than we had written any of the previous albums. So um, uh, the album turned out um, um, a little different. Um, I, I would say like the songs have a larger variety, stretched a little more towards the edges of what is metal or even thrash metal. Um, so we were really curious to see how people um, and the press would react. But um, the feedback is, is it's not... It's not 100% positive, of course, but um, we are very, very happy with um, with the feedback, and most of the people are very pleased with it. The video for Into the Fire is excellent. It looks a lot of fun. Was it difficult to film and keep a straight face? As it or was that pretty straightforward. <laughs> well, um, it was a lot of fun to film. I mean, I uh, I had the vision for for the video and. Um, especially for these um, uh, pig masks, and um, I, I crafted them uh, um, uh, myself. So um, it was very um, cool to see like um, our friends who we invited as, as actors for the, for the music video. It was fun to, to, to see them putting on the masks and, and bringing these characters to life. And it was, well, it wasn't, it wasn't so... That, like funny in a way, but it was just like it gave me goosebumps because you know when you have like a vision in your mind and you bring it to life and everything like comes together beautifully. It's just a very 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 cool moment. But we had a lot of fun filming and I can tell like um, being on a table where people are eating and performing on that table at the same time is something. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> if I was totally new to Cripper, which two tracks from the new album would you play to me to introduce me to you guys? Oh well. Um, that's um, really easy to pick. I would uh, pick the song Minitaker, which is the last song uh, of the album to show our faster and complex and heavier side. Um, and then I would pick the song Running High, which um, shows our more like um, intense and mellow side, I would say. Um, so these um, two songs probably mark the opposites of this album. And of course, all the songs are your babies, really. But if you had to choose one track of the album today, to be your favorite, which one would that be and why? It's probably a tie between um, uh, Into the Fire and Running High. Um, for me, particularly as a singer, Running High is a song where, where I can really show my range. You know, like I go from, from softer, clean singing um, to harsh growl vocals. Um, and, this, and, and also like for, for Into the Fire, I'm um, especially happy with the way the lyrics turned out. Um, like, uh, so... Yeah, it's a it's a it's a time between those two. Follow me into the fire. Follow me into the fire. Follow me into the fire. Follow me into the fire.
voice is phenomenal how do you maintain the growls when performing and when was the first time you realized you had such a gift oh man um well um the first time i realized that i that i could produce sounds like that was probably in my early childhood like i kind of never gave up on that like i was i was always making funny sounds and screechy noises and everything it has always been my thing and still today when i'm focused on something um I, I tend to like produce sounds, and then my my, my boyfriend comes and like, yeah, you're realizing you're 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 making sounds and weird noises, like it's annoying stuff, and then I, I don't even realize I'm doing that. But I found out very late that um, uh, all these these uh, uh, growl tones that I could produce were of any use um, for for making music. Like it occurred to me much later. So then it was just like a natural process for me um, to, to follow that path and, and, and create something with it. And, um, well, the way I maintain it is just like I, I keep training and, and practicing regularly at least like twice or three times a week um, when we're not playing. And I really do my warm-ups um, and my cool-downs before and after each show so, so that I keep my voice like in shape. Like I look at it as... As if I was like an athlete or so, so so I, I warm up and I, I make sure that my body is in a in a good um, yeah, fitness shape. So that's 
it's it's really not whiskey and and smoking cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i was going to ask you next i mean after the shows do you get to hang out with the fans or do you just hide away to rest your voice oh never no i never hide away like um usually like i, I take down my stuff from stage and that takes me like like five or ten minutes and while i'm doing that i'm humming and do all the stuff like to do the cool down and then I'm the first one to go to the merch and talk to the fans and hang out with them and have a beer with them and have a chat with them because I mean this is really like what's 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 the what's the real income as a musician is like when, when people um, who like your music um, uh, get a chance to express it to, it, it to you so like this this is like really the one of the big fun parts. I'm I'm really not not shy at all, and I love chatting with everyone. <laughs> you formed back in 2005. What would you say has been the band's biggest highlight? I would say, um, well, our most productive years have been from 2011 to 2014. I would say where we we played so many shows, or even starting 2010, so many shows, and where we like played really big festivals and toured with Overkill like through Europe and stuff like that. Um, so I'd say like this whole very intense phase playing live and so many shows was was very, very big. And of course like to be on the on the on the virgin seventy thousand tons of metal was especially an adventure I would say because no one knew what was about to happen. No one had seen any pictures. You 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 wouldn't know like how this whole experience would feel and everyone was like kind of like in this adventurous feeling like okay let's do that so that was um that was um, probably one of the biggest highlights i would say yeah cool and so what does 2018 hold in store for cripper oh we just announced some very sad news. we're actually going to split up we made that decision in november to 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 split up and this is like it's really for for i think very valid reasons. I mean, um, we formed in 2005 and all our our private and social lives were so much closer together um, than they are now. I mean, like we have on the one hand uh, family fathers in the band who want to spend more time with their family and with their kids. And on the other hand, um, we have some people in the band who are like doing co the complete opposite. Like they just want to be, including myself, be out on the road and be constantly playing shows and, and writing music and, and and when it comes like to to such an environment where where no one can really do what they want to do. One cannot be with the family and one cannot be on the road all the time, then um, we we realize that there's there the tension is just growing uh, between us and it's influencing us in in the way we we look at um, uh, Cripper and Looking at the, we had so many great chances to to be on the road with um, Follow Me Kill as an album and supporting this album and promoting it, and we could not take any of these chances, and this was very sad. And we realized that it's probably time to 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 give up on on the band, um, to not let the band down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like to hold it to hold it in in in, in a good in a, in a good memory and to 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 not like let it drain and, and drip every everything out of it that that we we also give to the fans so yeah it's a it's it's a sad moment actually but you know it it, it feels right and it's slowly starting to feel relieving you know um to not being like held back by by your baby at the same time when you want to promote it and be out so yeah what's the plans for yourself then for 2018 
I started uh, to sing in a, in a second project uh, about a year ago. Well, this is nothing to do with with scripture breaking up. Like as I said, like my my whole approach was to like to to create more music and just have the um, the chance to, to play more shows. So I, I have a I play in a in a death metal band called Critical Mess, and we're about to um, put out our first full length album, and it's gonna be out in March. Um, I'm looking forward to that, and this is like one of the one of the, the grips I'm holding on at the moment. Like this is really mood lifting for me, and I really hope that um, for the others as well, there will be chances to to stay active artistically, no matter if it's just like music or something else. Yeah. So like thinking about, about like doing some solo work, maybe like solo. I mean, I don't, I can't play like all the instruments, <laughs> but like something that's that's just um, solo. Yeah, my, my, my solo ideas, yeah.
So will Crippa be playing any final shows? We are playing um, uh, several shows in uh, until June. We added a couple more since we know that, that we're going to break up. So we want to be um, take the, the opportunity and, and play in front of as many fans as possible and give them the chance to see us again. So, yeah, there are a couple of festivals coming up and uh, single shows, yeah. Okay, which two fresh albums would you play to me to introduce me to the scene? Oh, that's a tough one. I would probably... Let's see, I would probably pick something very old uh, and classy. Um, maybe I would pick uh, The Master of Puppets. Would be something uh, that's, okay, this is like, this is kind of where it comes from. Uh, and then I would probably pick something um, uh, something new. Maybe I would pick something by Silosis. Maybe they are the last effort. I don't know, was it like, was it Dormant Heart? Was that the, the, the last album from then? I would probably pick those two. Can you remember the first time you ever played live and how it felt to have people watching you? Um, you mean with Cripper or in general? Any, well, yeah, with general, like when you first ever stood on a stage in front of a crowd. That was actually in kindergarten, and I can remember. <laughs> um, I, was, um, I was playing a hedge, and I was, like, I was, like, covered in a green something and I was playing a hedge where all the other people had like a roles where they can speak and I remember sitting there and taking my role seriously and be the best hedge that I could possibly be <laughs> and thinking to myself I will never ever be that hedge again <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my honor I was I was really angry um, and disappointed that they gave me the role of a hedge it was like I'm not a hedge but I but I but I played played it very well like I just was very hedgy um, and the first time ever that that I can remember that I, I played in, in, in bands before but I had never ever um, performed my own artistical output um, until uh, I was like in my mid-twenties. That was a kind of a change when when I stood on a, on a stage and singing or playing like music people other people had written um, it never felt that, or even like in, in theater or whatever I did, it never felt like um, I was giving, I was being criticized, or I was being um, giving the applause or just deserving it. Uh, but when I started performing my own um, artistical output, that felt a completely different. It felt very personal, and um, there is a certain, I don't know. Um, there's certain it's so it's serious and you, you, you I, I'm taking when I'm entering a stage and performing my own art you know like I, it's it's some it's serious business for me like not saying that that um, I can't be criticized in a bad way I, I, I can take that and I can work with that and I'm thankful for, for, for bad critique as well um, but it's a complete different um, approach um, as an artist to to put yourself uh, on display and and your own personality, you know, like I don't in Cripper and also in Critical Mess, I'm just myself on stage. I don't put on an act or a role. So it's it's like opening up and it's sort of a here. This is me uh, and this is my personality and it is kind of like a peek into my diary, um, especially when you write lyrics. And um, this is um, it's intense and I can't. There there's nothing on this planet I love more than playing live really it's it's such a it's such an 
it's right on the spot when you make a mistake you can't redo it it's done and um, you can connect with the audience and then when the spark hits the audience and it, it comes back to you like this is like kind of like back and forth thing that, that really is just like an upward spiral it's, it's the best feeling um, ever not not standing there and, and, and being admired that's absolutely not what I mean but it's just mm -hmm. like you connect with people you don't know through a medium like music um, and that's I think that's very cool. It's nothing that I love more. What would you say is a, is the best and worst thing about being in the music industry in 2018? It's not easy and it doesn't have to be easy, um, uh, to be honest. What I think is the best being a semi-professional musician is that you do not have to make money with it. Mm -hmm. um, so that gives you artistic freedom. You, you just don't have to care um, if people will like it or not. Um, and I think the worst thing for semi-professional bands is that you can't make money with it. So, like the like with Cripper, we've we've kind of been on the edge uh, for several years of how much we could put into this project time-wise alone um, uh, to run this band. But the step to be making enough money to support all the band members with it was still like huge. Like the like there there was in no way um, enough money to to, to support um, us doing this full time. Uh, so like the, the the step of making this professional is just a there's a there's a gap. There's such a gap between between that, and I think. That's also um, a problem of um, how music or how, how metal music in particular is perceived um, as a cultural value. Like, I mean, uh, look at all the jazz artists and whatnot. I know that, that I don't know, like, how it is um, over by you guys, but like here it's like when you play jazz or a jazz club, you run a jazz club, let's say that, like, you can you can get so much money like from the cities and, and from the country like too because it's like it has a cultural value and those shows might never even be any sold out but the artists still um, get paid a lot of money and this is something that um, we need to change for metal music as well like it it just can't be that you um, that you put so much effort and to, to, to become a better artist um, into it and then the clubs can't pay you um, enough to to play that you can maybe even get your costs back that you have for your rental van and gas and whatnot. Yeah. That's probably the hardest part. The metal world has produced so many amazing female vocalists over the recent years. Is there anyone you especially admire? I really love Malouche from Isagrim. Okay. Uh, she has like such a positive and such a, uh, a female attitude on stage like she she never um, presents herself in any kind of um, you know like um, theatrical fakeness or whatever and um, I just love her vocals she's she's a great singer um, she's a very sympathetic woman and um, I like her a lot so I would probably uh, uh, pick her and also like I feel she has very unique in her own style like I could just you could just say that's her um, yeah she's a great vocalist as you're gonna be winding up Cripper what can people expect from you guys live everything we're gonna we're gonna completely destroy all the stages we're, we're on <laughs> we are highly motivated to to give 
our everything um, uh, in, into this, knowing um, that these will be um, the last shows and knowing that everyone else knows, I think it will also be kind of emotionally challenging here and there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to let, to let that go and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing, I'm playing in Hamburg next week on Saturday and um, so many people are coming and of course so many people are coming because they know that they're probably going to see us the last time then and I'm really curious to see how that vibe will surround us um, uh, there but like we're highly motivated and we will put everything into these shows of course four words to describe Cripper you could say that's enough we've had enough but <laughs> can you give me four words to describe Cripper dedicated honest energetic live band hard working festival or small intimate gig small intimate gig okay vinyl or digital digital beer or sauerkraut beer growling or howling Okay, Bayern Munich or Borussia Dortmund? Dortmund. Donald Trump or Angela Merkel? Angela Merkel. Right, I was going to say all Daffy Duck, but you got in there before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Well, thank you all for um, being um, uh, with the band for so long, for supporting us, um, even though that we, we weren't able to play um, across the world as we would have loved to. Um, thank you for every moment that we can share and we can share with you and um, yeah, our music will just live with us and um, will live on with you guys so no reason to be sad Hey guys, this is Richard from the band Tripper. Follow me into the fire with the metal god Meltdown! Good.